0: But for me, a pickle is just about balance with the saltiness and the sweetness. And then a big one's just crunch. Like you just want, like if you're putting on a sandwich or something, you're putting it on there for tang and for texture. And so you need that crunch, you need that sweet tang.
1: This is The Producers. I'm Anthony Huckstep. After living in New York and embracing the deli culture, Joel Meveson saw an opportunity for quality Australian pickled cucumbers. Over a couple of beers in the backyard with a good mate and chef, Calvin Liddon, they began working with a local farm network to develop and foster a local market for pickling cucumbers.
0: So at the moment, we're producing it in Caringbah, so in South Sydney. So we have, um, we're in like an industrial complex out there. So we've got four warehouses, which is a bit of a nightmare. Um, so we've got one that's like cold storage, one that's production. One that's retail production and one that's ambient storage. But we've just secured a site in um in just near the Southern Highlands, so just near Picton, which is a farm um with a huge like airport kind of hangar shed on it, which we've started building our new production facility in. And then we're gonna be farming out the front and the back of it. There's there's about eleven acres on the property. Um yeah, so that's really exciting for us just because you know like we we get our produce in from queensland um from farmers that we work with there but like it's just in this industrial complex so it's just you know it can get a little bit soulless turning up there every day
1: food always played a huge part of joel's life growing up and a career in food felt like a natural extension of that
0: like from when i was a kid my mum was always been in hospitality um you know whether it's in a restaurant like she's been she managed restaurants and then she's also done like lots of like deli style places where she's done um you know she's like got charcuterie and fine cheeses so i kind of grew up around that like you know i'd go to work with her and just be hiding under the under the counter and just eating like salamis and kind of french cheeses that's probably my earliest food memories was yeah going to work with mum. I think it's just uh, like if you if you're into food, you're into food. Like I just basically everything around my life revolves around some form of food or drink. Like I'm not a chef, but like I cook a lot. Um, And obviously, Callie's a chef, so I get a lot of inspiration from him. But yeah, I just I love the lifestyle that just that that food surrounds itself with, like just wine, and it's just I kind of find it addictive. So.
1: (laughs) Inspired by the incredible pickles in New York, Joel and Calvin began making their own in Calvin's tiny Surrey Hills home.
0: So Westmont Pickles started with me and my buddy Cal, um, and we're still just the two directors doing it. But I like basically how it began is I was living over in New York City uh, for a few years. And so I got like I've always loved, you know, briny things. Like I always loved pickled onions as a kid. But I got really into kind of the gherkin like side of things, like the kosher dill pickles that you get in New York. And there's just like a pickle on the side of everything. And I was working in hospitality over there. So I got really into just that tangy side of life. And then I came back and I was still working in hospital. And Callie, who was my friend from school, he had been a fine dining chef. Like, so he had been chefing for a while and then he got sick of that. So he became a graphic designer. Um and i hit him up and i was like man i think this could work like i was i was doing the menu at a cafe and we're putting pickles on the menu and we're making it uh in-house and this is like in 2012 um and then you know i had lots of friends who were chefs and stuff and i was talking to them and they were pretty keen on getting like an aussie pickle that was kind of like you know good quality and wasn't too sweet so i talked to callie and, you know, kind of just used his abilities like he's sh- like chefing. Like, so, he did the recipes and then because he was doing – he was a graphic designer now as well. He did all of the logos and stuff. So, it kind of worked really well. Um, and then we started we started producing in his backyard in Surrey Hills, which was um, <laughs> pretty funny. Like, you know, he had like this tiny – as you can imagine, this tiny little terrace house with like, you know, this like 10-meter-squared backyard – And we were just producing out there and selling just to mates who were chefs. Like we got kind of lucky because one of my mates was um, Pat Friesen who was running. He was at Merivale at that time. So we kind of went straight into Merivale. Like our first customers was Merivale and and Harris Farm. So like we just got super lucky with that kind of stuff. And also it was that time when um, like we hit that burger craze like just before. So we started making the pickles and then the burgers just blew up. In Sydney, well obviously in Melbourne and then Sydney followed suit and so we just rode that wave and it was uh, really helpful for us um, but that's pretty much how we started we started in Callie's backyard in Surrey Hills he's a chef, I'm a barista that's it
1: Having an idea was one thing but finding the right locally produced cucumbers was challenging
0: You know like when we started uh, Westmont we quickly found out that there's no one really grows gherkins in Australia year round it's not like there's no market for it. Um, so there's the one guy who does McDonald's out in Griffith, so he has his own farm. And then you've got a few kind of guys in the in Sydney markets who might grow during the summer period, but there's no one growing gherkins year-round in Australia. So it was really difficult for us to find the, the actual fruit was the hardest thing at the beginning because to make a good pickle, you need really low water content in the fruit. And obviously, Australia... We love our cucumbers, but we like them to be, you know, it's a salad cucumber that's the most available in Australia. And so when you pickle, say, something like a Lebanese or a continental cucumber, it just, like as the osmosis happens where the brine replaces the water in the fruit, because it draws so much water out, it just becomes, it's soggy, it's not crunchy. And so the biggest trial for us was trying to find a farm that was willing to, you know, put the investment in, to put seeds in the ground. And so it's kind of like a catch-22 because you can't, you can't like show customers a really great product because the gherkin isn't there to pickle. But you can't grow, like you can't grow the business to a point where a farm wants to pick like to grow gherkins for you. Like, do you know what I mean? So like we we kind of had to find a farm that would get put a gamble, like take a gamble with us and put some seeds in the ground. And at that point we were only, you know, we were like, 300 to 600 kilos a week which you know sounds like a lot but it's it's for a farmer it's just not really worthwhile and so we found a group in queensland who kind of believed in it enough and and they started growing it for us and so we started we were taking about yeah 500 700 kilos a week and then we just because we got that fruit that was an actual gherkin we were able to go out and just grow the business because we had the quality there so we could show chefs you know what we had and that it was better than what's on the market and it was grown in Australia which was has always been our main selling point is like this is Aussie it's grown by Aussie farmers we pickle it here um which has been really good for us but yeah so once we started the farm started doing that then we kind of grew the business but yeah I said that would be the main hurdle was just the produce um and then mistakes you know like we we're not food scientists so like getting that brine right and getting consistency, especially when you're making it in a backyard in Surrey Hills is quite difficult. Um, So we had a lot of batches that didn't go well. Like I remember one of our first big clients as well was Hudson Meats when they had quite a few stores and they, you know, we made this huge batch that took us forever to make and it, it didn't go well. It wasn't pasteurized properly. And so it's just things like that. A steep learning curves but you know you kind of only make those mistakes once
1: there are different ways to pickle cucumbers but joel sticks to a vinegar based brine
0: So the pickling process for us like so we make a fresh pack pickle so it's not it's not fermented it's it's got a vinegar based brine um which we prefer like like i, I love you know like the traditional polski or gorky pickles and stuff but for what we do, like we serve as burger restaurants and cheese platters and stuff. So we like the vinegar based brine. So basically what it is, is we get the fruit in, then we wash and process it. So slice it in however it's going to be presented. And then we make a, we make our brine in 10,000 liter batches. And the brine is salt, a tiny bit of sugar just to balance it out. And then um, vinegar. And so the salt we get from Olsen's and the vinegar is Australian vinegar as well. Um, and then basically what we do, we have two processes. we got our food service side of the business, which is our um, pails, which are, we do a 5-kilo and a 20-kilo pail for like burger restaurants and pubs and clubs and stuff. And so for that process, we just pour the brine over hot. Uh, in So like we slice the gherkins into the bucket, pour the brine over hot, and then we just leave it in the cool room to go back down to ambient temperature. And then that is a... Um, so that's a that like that product is refrigerated to just to make sure it's like super crunchy, and then our retail line, which you can find at like supermarkets and stuff, is the same kind of process. It's just the the sliced gherkins go in the jar and then hot brine over the top. But then it goes through our pasteurising tunnel to make it shelf stable to sit on the shelf.
1: As Joel explains, the product range is small, although they have some ideas in the works.
0: So the range we got at the moment, like we've it's still like just gherkins really like we've, we really wanted to like make like you know branch out but like i don't know the business at the moment like we do have a lot of things happening but at the moment it's just we just have gherkins and we have to so say in the food service side of things we've got uh you know just different slices for different people so like You know, for Merivale, we make a specific um, pickle for them, which is Jordan Toff's recipe. And so that's like a flat cut pickle. Um, It's nice and thick that has, you know, like onions and stuff in it. Then we do crinkle cut slices for people. We do whole pickles. We do half pickles. We do spear pickles. And then the jars, we do like slices, halves. And it's just like, to be honest, it's just just different um, flavor profiles that we're doing at the moment. Like we have a jalapeno pickle as well. Um, And then we have a fermented hot sauce, which is a habanero fermented hot sauce. But like, you know, 95% of business is just gherkins. (laughs) So like, there's a lot of, there's a lot of room for us to bring some new products out there, but it's just been so much like learning and growing quickly. Like we have grown quite quickly. Like we're at, I said before, we started with about 600, like 500, 700 kilos a week. We're at about 12 ton of gherkins a week now. Um, So it's like, And, like, like we come from a food background, but we don't come from a manufacturing background. So it's learning how to do that in a consistent, sustainable way. And so we're kind of just at that point now. We're at a really sweet point in our business. Like, things are ticking. We've got a really good relationship with our farms. Um, We've got this new exciting thing happening um, near Picton with our farm where we can start growing a bit of our own gherkins. Um, So, yeah, like... It's an exciting period where I think there's a, there might be room where we can introduce some new products like, you know, some sauerkraut or pickled onions. You know, something that's not a green gherkin would be nice to see, I think.
1: Beyond pickle making, Joel sees the opportunity to grow their own produce too.
0: We have some friends who have started farms, or like who, who run kind of no-till, you know, market gardens and stuff um and then like i used to do carriage work market so i know greg from uh block 11 so he's like we've been talking to him um but yeah we're kind of just going to throw ourselves in it just like we did with the pickles like just get in there with as much knowledge as we can like kind of wrangle up and then just learn quickly (laughs) um so we're going to start off with just you know dillweed because we go through a lot of dillweed so we're going to set up a little greenhouse out the back start with dillweed and then get get some seedlings happening for the gherkins which we're thinking to put in around october um so our like our growing period for that farm will be i think maybe october but it might be november all the way through to kind of like february and then we'll be using more of the our queensland growers for Um, the other periods of the year but so the farm for us it's just it's about a few things like it is about supply like if we can have some of our own supply that's really cool but it's also just about learning more about that side of the business like at at the moment like we get these great produce in that these farmers in Queensland are making and then we pickle it but it's kind of like I'd love to know more it's like it's like winemakers you know like you can get the grapes in and you can make great wine but like to really wrap your head around it you need to have your own kind of vineyard and then you can really start making improvements with quality and like control and knowledge and stuff so for us it's just about learning more and it's always about um it's always just about making our product better like that's that's big for us
1: when researching pickles the sugar content of most pickles surprised joel And it's been a focus from the very beginning.
0: Like for me, it's just about balance. So when we first started, we went, you know, to the supermarkets and we bought every pickle on the shelf and we did tastings. And what we just found was like, it was just insane how much sugar is in pickles that we all get. Um, It's like, like the sugar is more of of the preservative in these pickles than the salt or vinegar because it's so high. And so what we did was we just, we dialed that down. Like we were going to do a completely sugar-free one, but I think the Australian palate is quite different to American. So we added a tiny bit just for balance. But for me, a pickle is just about balance with the saltiness and the sweetness. And then a big one's just crunch. Like you just want, like if you're putting on a sandwich or something, you're putting it on there for tang and for texture. And so you need that crunch, you need that sweet tang and that's it for me like and then just obviously from my side of the business it's about consistency like I just want all the pickles to be the same but um yeah that tang and crunch for me
1: although Westmont pickles are available wholesale and in good food stores Joel is upfront about where most of their pickles end up
0: you know at the end of the day we make pickles so like mm. it's it usually ends up on a burger <laughs> it's just like you know most of our business probably ends up on a burger or sandwiches but we have some really great clients even within that like you know I mentioned Maryvale before like they make a great burger we've got Hector's Deli in Melbourne they use it on their beef and pickles which is a phenomenal sandwich um you know like we have some really great clients probably the best like one of the proudest moments I've seen the use of the pickle though was um I was having some a few martinis at the bar at Hubert. I saw one of the chefs walk by with one of our 20 kilo buckets and I was like, it really hit the spot for me. I was like, okay, so Hubert's using our pickles. Like, that's, that's sick. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, that was a big one, I think.
1: Running his own business suits Joel's personality and it's given him drive and belief in what he's doing.
0: Like working for myself, I think that, you know, I've always been a bit like anti, anti-establishment I guess like I I went to like I grew up my mom's a bit of a hippie and I, I went to Steiner school so I've always been kind of against the grain and so like it's been a struggle having a boss ever to be honest like and so just just being my own boss is obviously really stressful but it's also just I find it like I don't think I could ha- have it any other way anymore so it's changed my life in that aspect where like you know learning to be a boss has been a big one for me like you know I don't I'm not so much that's not really how I work but Callie you know my business partner he's really good with that stuff because he I guess from being in the kitchen he knows how to run things really well but um yeah just having that freedom to like work on things that I want to work on and when I want to work on it so sometimes you know I'll be working late into the night but the next day I might just go surfing all day you know what I mean so it's just it's about, like, kind of life balance for me. Like, I love food. I love being connected to food. Like, so I love, you know, I, I talk most easily with chefs and hospo people. So being, like, because I kind of do most of the sales stuff for Westmont. So being able to walk into places, talk to people about quality, talk to them about what they're looking for. If, they're, if, they're, if they've if they they got a hole that, that they're trying to fill on their menu, maybe we could help out with that. And so it's just, yeah, just being in the hospitality like area. I just I just love I love doing that and getting paid for it it's great
1: West pickles is a real Australian success story where a great idea not only sees an opportunity but sets an incredible standard from paddock to jar this is the producers a deep in the weeds production I'm Anthony Hockstep Stay tuned as we share the stories of producers, farmers, makers, and growers, the true lifeblood of the food industry. Follow us on Instagram at producerspodcast or email us at producerspodcast at deepintheweeds.com.au.